Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. Host today, Neil Wright, and I'm sitting here with Matt Koenig, the Assistant Pastor of Cornerstone Christian Fellowship. How are you, Matt? I'm good. A privilege to be sitting across the desk from you again, Neil. I know. It's a great honour for us. What an honour. What an honour. Hey, um... How's your coffee this morning? We went to Corner Cafe and got a coffee. The coffee was delicious, as yeah, as always. Very, very high standard. Um, yes. Great. So a little bit sad for me today because my daughter has been baristering here. Yes. And it's her last day today. That is sad. So she makes great coffee and also I'm just going to miss her being around. Yeah. Um, but that's good for her. She got a good job. Awesome. Yeah. So, Matt. Yes. I was talking on the weekend as usual, and I was preaching on repentance. So we've been looking, or we're starting to look at what does it mean to be a member of the body of Christ, which we obviously didn't do one last week, so we didn't hear that preamble, but um, being a member, and, yep. and often the difference between being the member of an association and the member of uh, the body of Christ. Yeah. And I sort of gave an example of how many membership cards I have. Yeah. And... In actual fact, none of those really commit me to anything. They just no. give me a discount or whatever. Discount. It's all about what you get. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was sort of challenging us to think about, you know, if you're a member, what does that actually really mean? Because the meaning of it seems to have changed. Do you yeah. think that's true or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's there's certainly a difference between being a member, being a, bod, a member of the body of, of Christ and, and the body of the church versus being a member of a club. Yep. Um, and it's a completely different mindset, I think. And so we just need to be careful that that we don't allow our the the worldly view of what it is to be a member to to influence how we become a member of the church. Um yep. you know, we're all part of that body and, and all have um you know, gifts and abilities that we need to use to serve each other and to and to serve the community around us to show us that we love God rather than just having a card that we pull out that we can, you know, yeah. get a discount. Yeah. Gen- generally, like yeah. membership at the moment seems to be what privileges do I now gain rather than yep. I'm part of something bigger. Yeah. And, and my job is to do my part in that. So, yep. so I know it's one of your verses that you like to dwell on is about each member doing its part. Yeah, so definitely. The body can grow together in love. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole point. So mm. uh, the difference between between being a pot plant and being planted in the house of the Lord was one of those things yeah. because um, the tendency today is not to work through issues. Um, if you have a problem, just leave. Um, don't put your roots down anywhere. Now, understand if it's not a great church, you don't want to be part of it if it's, you know, a toxic environment or everything, but it's important for us to find a church where we feel like God wants us, where we belong, and to not not commit. Um, and I think that's one of the things too today that we see there's not a lot of commitment, um, whereas faithfulness was very important to my parents' generation, mm-hmm. um, almost to a fault actually, uh, where you'd stay in situations that weren't good just because you were committed. But yeah. Um, it's sort of, you know, like the old ditch thing. It seems to have gone over the other way now where it's like um, I'm not actually planted. Uh, so we want to make sure that we we fix that. So entering into that body of Christ is 
what I've been talking about. And the first thing that we have to do, without a shadow of a doubt, is a basic thing called salvation. If we're yep. not saved, we can't be part of the body of Christ. Yep. Yep. So, Definitely. yeah, I just had a little look at um, Acts chapter 2, verse yep. 36 to about 41. And this is on, after, well, actually on the day of Pentecost and Peter's preaching and he began preaching under the power of the Holy Spirit. And the crowd actually got convicted about what they'd done to Jesus. And mm. it actually says it cut them to the heart. Um, and then they asked a question, what must we do? And I think this is the question that we need to uh, really get people to that point of, well, what do I need to do? First yeah. of all, if you don't know you need to be saved, are you going to bother? Mm. Yeah. So um, yep. is there a point? Tell me, Matt, about the point in your life where you thought, I actually need Jesus. Was there a moment? Yeah, look, I've, I, I grew up in a in a Christian home, so I was always part of church and, and whatever. And I guess um, for me, there was always that realization that, that I needed Jesus. Um but probably not to the extent of what what I actually need Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. there's this there's this moment where you you've just got to be all in. You've got to realize that that Jesus is is the name. Jesus is the the one and only thing that that really matters. And you know, allow that to shape everything that yep. you do. You know, God has given each one of us gifts and abilities and and skills that you know it doesn't matter if it's you know, where, where we're placed with those things, but in order to, to, to use those gifts and those talents to honour and glorify Jesus and declare his goodness and his name across yep. everything that we do. And, you know, there is a there is a moment where, I mean, I guess I've had numbers of challenges in my life where there are moments when it, it'll, it can go one way or the other, you know, and and just to be in that space of realizing that it's it's got to be Jesus. Jesus is the only answer. Yep. Um, and it's and it's more about Him than it's about us. Yep. You know, and I think that you know in that in that question that they ask that that you know what should we do? There's that moment of you've got to repent from your sin. Yep. And turn to Jesus. And you know, I think you were talking about on Sunday the fact that that repentance is this this whole turning away from from the direction you're traveling, turning and, and moving a completely different direction. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's you know, right. And so for you, making for Jesus example, that focus. Yeah. yeah. For example, like you sort of grew up in church. Yep. Um, and yet, did you have to repent? Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah. what, what was the repentance for you then? Do you think? I think the, the biggest thing is, is, Again, as I was saying, realizing that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the the focus. Jesus is is what we need. Yeah. Rather than I'm this amazing person and I've got it all together and I know the answers to everything and yep. you know it, it's almost that attitude of, you know, growing up as a Christian, it's like, you know, I'm I'm loved by God, but that's because I deserve it. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like there yep, can yep. be this attitude of entitlement. Entitlement and all that and that, and there isn't entitlement none of us deserve this amazing gift that god has given us and you know it's that that is the repentance it's it's getting rid of that desire for self and Mm. moving past all that and recognizing that you know the the time that we are here on earth is 
like so short in comparison to eternity. Yep. And you know, when we have that attitude, it changes the the attitude of of what it is that we're here to do. Yeah. So what we live for and what we're living for. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I then I'd have the same. So I I grew up in church as well. Um, yep. Obviously, not everyone I know did, but there was right. a time in my life the same thing. It's like I was actually very young, so I love God, but a point in time, and I realised exactly what you're saying there. Um, I understood the death on the cross for mm. my sin. Yeah. Um, and I needed Jesus, and I needed to follow Him, and I think that's where, you know, we can get repentance very wrong because we often think that repentance is all about I'm such a bad person. Yeah. You know, I'm going to weep and moan, and and it's only really the bad people that need to repent, because actually, I'm a good person. You know, I've done nothing wrong. You know, I'm, mm. I'm a nice person. I'm a good person, and you'll hear that all the time. You know, uh, it only matters if I'm good or not. But you know, the Bible clearly says that everybody's sin, everybody should fallen short of God's glory. Yeah, and that Jesus is the only way out of that. Um, and so it doesn't matter how good I am. I'm not really actually good. And, and I talked a little bit about how Jesus really delved into that in his Sermon on the Mount, where it wasn't so much the outside things, because we can all do the right thing on the outside. Mm-hmm. But what's actually going on in your heart? You know, like you look really good. And I gave an example like, you know, someone gets a pay rise or a great job. And, you know, on the outside, you're like, oh, that's amazing. That's fantastic. And you walk away going, I deserve that. Why did they get it? Yep. And there's jealousy and bitterness and rage within you. Yeah, for sure. And the outward things are easily seen. But God's actually wanting to change your heart, yeah, the actual core of your being. And that's why I think Jesus in that Sermon on the Mount pointed out some things that, that people didn't think of. He's saying, well, you know, it says don't commit adultery, but I'm saying don't even lust after a woman because you've mm. already done it. Mm. And he wasn't saying that now I'm giving you a higher law that if you break that, you know, you still can't get to heaven. So I'm going to actually make the standard even higher. What he was saying was you don't understand that you can outwardly show something but inwardly be a ravening wolf. I think he talked to the Pharisees about that, you know, outwardly. Yep. You're great, but inside you just want to, you know, you've got a bad heart. Mm. So repentance is about that change of heart. And, um, yeah, this saying really uh, touched my heart that it's not what we do before we come to God. It describes what coming to God is. You can't yeah. turn towards God without turning from the things that he is against. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so we will often think, oh, well, I have to repent of my sin and then I can come to God. But it's actually come to God and there's this natural turning away from that yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not weeping and crying, although they may be part of it. Mm. Yeah. So changing your mind or direction is what it actually means. Yeah. So, all right, let's listen to the answer. From Peter? Yep. Okay. Peter replied, each of you must repent, which is what you just talked about, of your sins and turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promises to you, your children, and to those far away, all have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And uh, the last verse, which is pretty awesome, those who believe what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Yep. Um, awesome. Important to that, yeah. that it's the Holy Spirit that regenerates you. You can't regenerate yeah. yourself. That's right. That's, I think, yeah, it's the, it's the importance that we put on ourselves versus the importance of Jesus, the importance of the Holy Spirit in us that shapes us into who yeah. we are. Um, 
you know, I love I love that promise that that he says that it's a, a promise for for ourselves and our children and and you know those far away, you know those all over the world. This this promise is for everyone um, that we've all been called by God to be in relationship with Him. Mm. But it's a personal decision we need to make. You know, yeah. I think that's a, that's also something that we can fall into is that that attitude of oh well, my family's all you know like like what we're talking about. We grew up in in Christian mm. homes and whatever, and and our family is is Christian. Therefore, that makes us. As individuals, Christian, but that's not yep. that's not how it works. It's a, it's a personal decision that we all need to make, and yep. you know, as much as I want to pray for my kids that they they end up in that space, ultimately it's their decision as to as to how they how they choose to go. Yep. And you know, again, changing that attitude of it's all about us and and you know our connections and how important we are and <laughs> all of those yep. things, and and just relying on on who God is, who Jesus is, what He's done for us, the forgiveness of the cross yeah you know that equipping and enablement that comes from from having the holy spirit in us yep um you know that comes through that that decision to to invite god into our lives and then and then being baptized and 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 through that receiving the gift of the holy spirit yep um yeah it's pretty amazing know, it promise, is. isn't it it and, certainly is yeah and what i love about it is that again it's that repentance turning away from but to God and walking yep. towards him. And in that process is where the, the regeneration takes place. So, you know, he talks about, you know, I'll take your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Mm. It's a work of the Holy Spirit that we can't do. Yep. It's a work that he needs to do. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives that is amazingly able to do that. And then the second thing is that the Holy Spirit helps us to regenerate but the remission of sins is complete, all right? So mm. what remission means, it actually means letting them go as if they had never been committed. Yeah, That's what it actually really means. And that's how God looks at us. So our sin is perfectly forgiven mm. and the scars are dissolved. So that's what I love about the cross. It's not just about forgiving us, but actually releasing us from guilt and shame as well. Yeah. So the pain of those things in our life we're made whiter than snow, cleansed by his blood, no trace of sin remaining. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. I love the example you gave on Sunday, actually, where you're talking about snow and how bright it is and that you can't tell when there's dips and lumps and all that kind mm. of stuff because it's so dazzling white. And, it, yep. you know, that to me just is awesome. You know, we all have faults, we all have failures, and that's that's just gone. You can't. You know, you can't see it. It's been forgotten by God. And, yep. you know, we need to be in that space of acknowledging that, that we are mm. forgiven, that we are washed white as snow, to let go of those things. Yeah. You know, um, it's a it's a great challenge in those times when we, you know, because, I mean, ultimately we are undes so undeserving of what God offers yeah, for us. that's for sure. Um, yeah. But just to be in that space of letting that go and and receiving that gift that God has for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful, beautiful gift. Yeah. And I think it does, we do well to actually remember that, to actually yes. meditate on the forgiveness of Christ um, because we need to daily get into that place to just remember, hey, he's washed me. Yeah. You know, I am not a sinner. Mm. I am actually, I was a sinner, but yeah. I've been saved by grace and thank you, God, for that. So the last thing I'd just like to mention it's actually God's promise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
that's the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. God doesn't lie. He's the one who promised it. Yeah. Not me, not you. That's not right. Some other person, but God himself. And as you've already mentioned, do you deserve it? No. But what an amazing pleasure it is to be able to actually have it in our life because of Jesus' blood. Yeah. And to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really good. And it is. The Bible declares that there's no other name by which man can be saved but Jesus. Mm. That's it. Um, So perhaps we could just pray, Matt. Um, Maybe someone's listening today that has actually never asked Jesus in. Could be one reason is that you think you're so bad that God can't forgive you. But remember this, it's God's promise. Yeah. That if you turn to him, repent of your sin, turn to him, he will forgive you of every sin and he'll wash you white as snow. So it's not your work, it's God's work in you. Mm. And perhaps today you're listening and you're like, I'm too bad to come to God. And, you know, I get people say that all the time to me. Oh, if I walk through the church door, you know, it'll fall down or I'll be hit by lightning or something. Yep. Um, the truth is that <laughs> if you walk through the church doors, there'll be a choir of angels singing and celebrating that you're hearing the word of God and yeah. God has a chance to actually show you his love. So, yeah. Um, we'll just pray, and if that's you, just uh, pray with us and ask God into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Father, I just thank you for the forgiveness of sin through you. I thank you mm. that this is our first step into your family, that we are adopted in as your children. Um, this morning, I just want to pray for anyone out there listening who wants to invite you in. Um, if that's you today, just pray with me. Father God, I'm so sorry for the way I've been living. From this day on, I want to live for you. I believe that Jesus died for my sin and I just want to accept that forgiveness today. Come into my life, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yep. Awesome. We'll catch you later, guys.